Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCollum. We're delighted to continue our conversation with the renowned spiritual teacher and best-selling author, Marianne Williamson. Uh, her best-known book, which should be on your shelf now, if it's not already, is A Return to Love. But her latest book, which has something to teach all of us, is Tears to Triumph, The Spiritual Journey from Suffering to Enlightenment. Marianne, I'm afraid I fell into the, the trap that, so, that you discuss in the book, that so many of us do, about sort of an over-concentration on the individual suffering. In other words, you know, looking at my own pain. One of the points you make in the book is that really there's there's larger things to look at. Will you share that with us? Well, in our traditional psychotherapeutic model, we look at the individual sufferer more than at the collective forces that are causing so many of us to be depressed. You know, you, you're a coaching program, and let's take the coaching community and the coaching uh, profession. Mm-hmm. We have been taught as a society, and by the way, there's no one out there doing this. It's just a mindset that we've all developed. But America, particularly today, uh, this has become much more, uh, much more prevalent over the last few decades. You take what I said before, which is that we love the fact that you can go for it in America, that you can make your dreams come true. So a coach is someone who, among other things, is helping you do that. Great. Exactly. But... You look at the underlying principles that are yelling out at us from every corner of, 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 of our society today, and that is that you decide what you want to make you happy, and you go for it, right? Well, mm-hmm. you contrast that, or you juxtapose that at the very least, with something that Buddha said. And this is why I talk about the great spiritual principles of Buddha and the Old Testament, the New Testament, and so forth, in terms of addressing why this unhappiness exists sometimes. And that is that Buddha said that things outside ourselves can only bring temporary happiness at best. So we have a, a paradigm set up where half the time we're struggling and grasping for the things that we think would make us happy. But when those goals are external to ourselves, then even once we achieve them, the fairy dust will rub off. And then the other half of the time, we're in despair because what we thought would make us happy didn't make us happy. And that's why we are called now to balance that. That's why when we coach people, for instance, we want to make sure, of course, that there's a balance. There's perspective. We need more perspective in America. You know, I don't care if you live in a palace. I don't care if you have two Bentleys in your garage. I don't care if you have millions in the bank. If you do not have good relationships with those around you, if you do not know how to forgive, if you're playing victim, if you are judgmental and critical in nature, if you are negative, and believe it or not, some people with all those material things still are negative, you will not be happy. And so we have to, as a society, reflect on well, what makes happiness, and what makes happiness is our capacity to be in good relationship with other people, to really think of ourselves as vessels of love. Now, when, because from a spiritual perspective, love is who I am, 
when you are aligned with that thought, then and only then can you be comfortable in your skin because it's the truth of who you are. And then because you're a positive person, you're a loving person, you're a forgiving person, guess what? You're more successful. You're better at your career. You know, if I, if I know how, and this is true of you on this, on this interview, and it's true of me, the interview is better if both of us are present and rise to the occasion and try to be collaborative to the extent to which you and I exercise the principles of just being really good people, supporting the other, you know, how can you support me, how can I support you? That's what this is all about. Then the quote-unquote success of the radio show takes care of itself. And I, I think that's very important for those of us who coach and those of us who counsel to make sure that we are actually holding for people that recognition that it all begins and ends, the beginning, the middle, and the end, is that we are people who know how to forgive and know how to be kind and know how to be compassionate, know how to be collaborative, and, and, and know how to be vessels of something much higher than anything of this world. Hmm. So beautiful. And I'm aware of, uh, strangely, the need for suffering along the path. You know, in your book, you talk about the journeys of Buddha, but also Moses and Jesus. We could even extrapolate it to the Dalai Lama today or, um, you know, the Jewish tradition. But there's so much suffering in our spirituality stories. What are we well, to take from that suffering? Well, but that is the point. By the way, the Old Testament is the, is the Jewish, the core of the Jewish teachings. That is the point. The point is that and when I talk to people about how there is an alternative to this rush to the pharmaceuticalization, you know, we, we, we have this, 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 this rush to seeing disease, uh, uh, to pathologize normal human suffering and to see human suffering as a disease. Human suffering has been around for a long, long time. It is a dis-ease, but it is not a medical disease. It is not a mood disorder that you grieve the loss of a loved one. It is not a mood disorder that you went through a painful divorce. It is not a mood disorder that you were crying over the loss of a business opportunity or financial hardship. And all of the great spiritual traditions speak to this. Buddha said life is suffering. God sent Moses to deliver the Israelites from their suffering as slaves under the Pharaoh. And they suffered on their journey to the Promised Land. And Jesus suffered on the cross. So all the great spiritual teachings speak to suffering as a symbol, as a kind of coded message, speaking about the human condition when we are not aligned with the higher spiritual values. That is what life is. That's why we suffer. If you look at what happened in Orlando, the pain of Orlando is, this is not what life's supposed to be. You have a bunch of gay people out dancing. That's the beauty of, of, of a free society is that they can. In some societies, they couldn't. They, mm -hmm. Some societies would be absolutely against the law uh, for gay people to gather um, uh, in, in public. In some countries, I'm afraid to say, they would, they would be imprisoned or thrown off high buildings. So Indeed. this is what we, what we celebrate, is as, that life can be beautiful, life can be fun, life can be joyous, life can be about people being together. And then you contrast that. You see the gap between that and what life becomes sometimes. Um, killing and violence and hatred. That, the fact that we are all depressed over how beautiful the gap between how beautiful life can be and how too often ugly and painful it becomes, the fact that we are depressed by that, 
does not mean that we're crazy. It means that we're not crazy. That's why the casual use of antidepressants is, is, is a dysfunctional reaction to the pain of our times. How can you, if you look at what's happening to, to the uh, environment and how if we're not careful, the whole its ecosystem could implode within 20 years. This is depressing. When you look at, at, at so much of the inequality on our planet and in our country, it is depressing. So sometimes neurosis is, is best marked by what doesn't upset you than by what does. And I think that for those of us who are coaches, for those of us who are counselors, whatever work we do where we guide other people and help other people, I think that what we want to, to support people in now is the panoply, uh, the juxtaposition of appropriate upset, which involves a recognition that all of us must be politically aware, all of us must be spiritually aware, all of us must be involved in whatever way in reweaving the rent fabric of our, of our very, very broken uh, and rent social order, and at the same time working on the careers, on the great things that invoke the light, not only in our lives, but for others. And that's really what the juxtaposition, you know, Buddha went from the realization of suffering to the enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. The Israelites went from slavery to deliverance to the promised land. Jesus went from crucifixion to resurrection. That's the point. That evolution, that journey, that's what the spiritual journey is. And it's not always easy. Sometimes it's hard. You have to face things in yourselves and others. The Orlando event is certainly an example. This is not easy. And when we have our own personal trials and tribulations, it's not easy. Some of the things we have to look at, and we do have things to look at. We have to look at the easy accessibility of assault weapons. This is painful, and ask ourselves, where do we stand? And wherever you stand, do you stand? Are you active around that? We have to do some deep reflection on where ISIL came from. I mean, there, there's so much that we are called to do, and it is not easy. But I know from my own life, you know, because you're talking about people being coaches, and it's such an important profession because people look to the coach these days, you know, help me make my dreams come true. Mm -hmm. And I'm a professional, as are you. I'm out there. I'm, I'm certainly working hard and, and manifesting my dreams and all of that. But one of the things I've learned in my life, very, <laughs> very clear I am about this, there are a lot of hours in the day. Um, there are the external things to address, and there are the internal things to address. There are the things to be joyous about, and there are the things to cry about. And a healthy life involves all those seasons. That's what it's called being a grown-up. You, <laughs> it's uh, a great yeah. reminder for us to feel our feelings and not right. numb them or distractification right. or whatever it is we do instead. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. I feel like I interrupted you. No, that that actually you, you didn't. Know. I, I was telling you because you got it. You know, when I said to you, you know, it's called being a grown up, and you had a reaction because yeah, hello. And I think sometimes, Christopher, I don't know what it is, but sometimes we tend to infantilize ourselves. We keep ourselves kind of childish in the name of being positive. Being positive and being enthusiastic and making your dreams come true doesn't mean you're not aware of serious things that grown ups need to look at. It's all of the above. Indeed. Oh, darn the music and the reminder that we need another break. When we come back, uh, I'll talk to Marianne about where she finds her inspiration, given that so many of us turn to her for our inspiration and more. You're listening to The Coaching Show. More with Marianne Williams right after these words. 
Gotham Books presents *Marriage Rules* by Harriet Lerner, the book Martha Beck calls "required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships." Get your copy wherever books and eBooks are sold, and visit HarrietLerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D-Communications.com. I can't speak more highly about Progressive Medical Center and how they've helped me get my health back, get my energy back. And Dr. Goli, when I first came to you guys, you found a thyroid problem, and I had no clue. But that's really common with a lot of your patients, right? Underactive thyroid is the most misdiagnosed condition in the United States, according to the American Whoa. Academy of Endocrinology. Well over 25% of the population is not being diagnosed properly. It's because of the testing parameters. If you go to your traditional doctor, they could be missing a key component. If you have crushing fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, cold hands, cold feet losing hair, lack of concentration, even headaches and migraines could be caused by underactive thyroid. At Progressive Medical, we get to the root cause of the problem because we are integrative, and integrative medicine is good medicine. We use a combination of medication, natural supplements, diet, nutrition, lifestyle modification, and that's what makes it so unique because we tailor it to your personal needs, and that's interesting because you are tailored. Yes, and if you want to get your energy back, be the most vibrant version of yourself, you got to get to Progressive Medical Center. I'm so glad I went. Contact them today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Hey guys, CS Keys here to introduce you to San Diego's number one health meal prep provider, Fresh and Fit Meals. With over 40 menu items to choose from, several pickup locations all over America's finest city, made and delivered fresh, never frozen. Save on time and money. Super convenient and improves the quality of your life. Just visit the website, freshandfitmeals.com, for all the menus and the pricing. Or give them a call at 858-805-5949 for more details. Remember, you are what you eat, so you might as well be fresh and fit with Fresh and Fit Meals. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444.